Welcome back, everyone. Once again, you are listening to Shameless After 30 Podcast. I am your creator, curator, and ambassador of the good times, CSUM. Welcome, welcome. And today's podcast is a motivational, inspirational, and all about that good love. I'm out here trying to inspire the masses, of course. And this podcast is dedicated to all of you lovely lovebirds out there. This is in particular for our uh, parents in the world, those single parents out there that are still hopeless romantic, that are still uh, looking for love, but just in all the wrong places. Um, I'm definitely motivating you guys to outsource a little bit, you know. I want you to look outside of what your eyes can uh, envision, if that makes any sense to you. I am motivating people to go out and outsource for love and try a long-distance relationship. Let's see if that can be of more success than Joe Blow Next Door. Today, I had the lovely pleasure of interviewing a couple. One was living in Miami, and the other was living in Chicago. They met in New Orleans, and their love story is just very inspirational for anyone that likes to do the long-distance thing. Um, I'm very proud to have witnessed this lovely relationship. I am proud to have witnessed it blossom from just a meet and greet to now they are living in the same city. You know, and this was all done over a two-year span. So in this story today, you will hear about, you know, all the glitz and glam of it and also the dark stories that, you know, people don't like to admit goes on in long-distance relationships. And, you know, listen to them inspire people and motivate them with just their love story, their testimonial, and, uh, you know, just show you that you can still be hopeful if you are a single parent out there. Never limit your love life to that of your children. Do not let your narrative be your reality. So stay tuned. And this is an interview featuring Miss Tiffany M. Wincy and Daniel Johnson. So enjoy, guys. All right. So let's kick this off with introducing our very special couple. Go ahead and tell the people who you are. Hello. I'm Tiffany M. Wincy. Hey, my name is Daniel Johnson. All right, so this is Shameless After 30, and we're going to be talking about uh, long-distance relationships. I'm not going to label them as pros and cons because I just feel like that is starting out so negative, and it gives people such a negative mindset. But we're going to be super positive with good energy and help people manifest their love. Okay, so I definitely want to start by asking you guys, um, explain your story. Um, Explain to me how you met. What was the initial meetup? What was your setting? What was the love story? How did the love story start? Uh, nah, uh, I would like to hear the her version because I do believe there's always two versions to a meetup. Right? Okay, so the his version, which is the correct version, was uh, I was on a guy's trip uh, at Essence in New Orleans, and uh, I think it might have been our second to last night or something like that. And, uh, I was at a restaurant, just sitting, waiting. And, uh, I looked over the other side of Bourbon Street and I saw a group of young ladies. Uh, really caught my eye. They dipped into a into a bar, and I just made the decision that I needed to meet this young lady. But I went to the bar. I couldn't find her, and uh, I asked the uh, security guy, you know, what what happened to those those women that came? And he didn't know what happened. So me and my buddies waited around a little bit, and uh, these young ladies they came back out, and the, the the one I had my eye on, I think I had the corniest pick up line that I could think of because I couldn't think of anything and I just said uh, I know you're not going to leave without having a drink with me and, uh, after that uh, she stopped in a track oh, we, oh we, that's we, what had, it was. we had some drinks 
and uh, you know, the rest is just. Mm, okay. Okay. So let's get the real version. Mm, the her version. The correct version. Oh, okay. So, as he said, we were we were on a girls trip in New Orleans, and if you ever been to the Essence Festival, you know how you get harassed nonstop by mm-hmm. men over and over again. So at that point, we we kind of just like gave it up to where it was nothing but just it was just nose out here, mm-hmm. and um, we went to a bar and there was nobody there so we went to the bathroom and we were leaving and um i did see somebody say i heard somebody say excuse me and um i turned around and i saw an attractive an attractive young man but i was still i wasn't in a state of where i was like "Ooh, you know he's cute i mean it was just like a whatever type of thing so when he asked to buy a drink i kind of looked at my girls and was like y'all want drinks you know Mm -hmm. like it's whatever and they were like okay so I get obliged to get a drink but moving forward from that when I did get the drink he kind of had you know some good talk game okay kinda, you know he was kind of like a gentleman he was kind of smooth so okay. from there um you know that's what happened he saw me and basically let me just get back into that part when he saw me he was like struck like he couldn't believe oh. this beautiful woman he ran across the street Oh. And, um, <laughs> he, he ran across he walking ran across the street and um basically asked everybody that worked there like where did she go? I have to find her. Everybody. Oh, okay. yeah. He fast. put out an A P B smoke where trying to find my love. For the record it was a fast paced walking I asked one person. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about like the mindset of because you said that you were on a girl's trip and we all know how girl's trip goes we, we definitely try to like weed out the real from the fake when it comes to these men and we always try like we try to avoid that um you know that those annoying questions that we're always bombarded with um the men that are always like hey you know all those those uh, cliche pickup lines so when he first approached you, what was your initial mindset of him when he asked about the drink? Like, what was your mindset? Was it like, you know, oh, let me get these drinks for my girls uh, and, and bye, thank you, and let me go? Was it that Miami mindset or were you, what were you thinking? Were you open to something spontaneous happening or what? So a quick background. I, I actually was in a phase where I wasn't even trying to date or anything for the trip. It's just more for like fun and giggles. Um, like I said before, when you go to the Essence Festival, you get harassed by men nonstop. So I kind of like fell into it to where like whatever, like let's just make the best of this experience. And um, when he when he approached me, so for me it's not just like a physical thing. You have to, it's more than just a physical thing. So when he when he asked me to buy me a drink, I was physically attracted to him, but at the same time I just didn't. Whatever, like I don't mind somebody attractive buying me a drink. Mm-hmm. So I kind of looked at my girls with, you know, if he's corny, it it can't it can't hurt us. Okay, let's get this drink and proceed. But. Okay. So, Danny, for you, what was your mindset of you saw an attractive woman? Yes, without a doubt. But was your mindset of let me buy this drink so I can see where this goes tonight? Like I'm, I'm one night only. I'm from out of town. Or was it like, oh, you know, I, I like this woman. Was it like an instant, like, oh, my God, I can't, you romanticize, like, I can see myself this woman. Was it more of a below the belt or above the belt? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's at the 
No, uh, it was more so <clears throat> like like right in the middle. <clears throat> you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say I saw Tiffany and was like, oh, you know, it go a one night of uh, possibility, and I'm not gonna say, oh, it's, uh, uh, it was love at first sight. It, it's the future mother of my children, but mm-hmm. I I could tell that she was uh, a woman of substance. She was very beautiful. You know, it just didn't look like a, a brief interaction, mm-hmm. one interaction type of, uh, you know, type of type of person that I was dealing with. So. Okay, so it is Essence Fest, Essence Fest, and, you know, everyone migrates to this one city for the festivities. So, you know, you say you looked at her and you saw a woman of substance, but I'm sure prior to that second to last night, you had met other women prior to that. So what made your approach different from the women you met in the beginning of your trip versus the last two nights of your amazing trip after you met Tiffany. Correct. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, it was much of a, a different approach. Mm-hmm. Just once the... So my drink was your thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But guys, dude, we're going to all drink. We're going to dance. We're going to okay. But, uh, okay. The, the conversation and interactions was just, uh, it was a lot of chemistry. There, so. Okay, so for her, she was definitely a more substance versus the other women you have probably had met throughout the trip. Mm-hmm. So you were more obliged to engage in conversation with her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Okay. Okay. So um after you guys met that night and you know you guys had a good time, you had fun and all of those things, the next day is the time where your trip has come to an end. So what was like the conversation or how was your interaction with now I have to go to my city, you have to go to yours? What was that conversation like? Uh, I don't know if we had like a actual conversation, you know, reference to trip in it, but we we had definitely agreed to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. We had talked about so much uh, that first night sound made it sound bad the next morning. I mean, it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we had talked about so much, so we knew that it was going to be an ongoing uh, type of friendship uh we was gonna keep in contact so okay yeah it was just a commitment to stay in touch to stay in touch okay so you were willing to create a a friendship with her after meeting her that one beautiful evening on your last night in uh york correct okay i like that so at what point did you did you see this uh transforming into something serious uh you know uh, just the longevity of it uh we stay consistent. But but let me say as a disclaimer, um, aside from just saying like something serious, when I say something serious, as far as uh, creating a routine, like wanting to talk on the phone and wanting to like fly and see each other at, at that point, not necessarily uh, establishing something serious as this is a woman I want to be in a relationship with, but at what point did you want to establish creating a routine with her talking on the phone and visiting each other? Oh, uh, since day one. Yeah, I mean, like I say, the chemistry was so good. It was, it wasn't never a thought in my mind. Like, uh, you know, I'm not, not gonna talk to this girl. You know, I knew that we would maintain contact. I knew it would be business and stuff. Okay, and um, from the her perspective, how about you, Tiffany? Um, same thing. We had a really, really strong connection on the first trip, like the initial um, meeting. So. I knew we were going to continue to talk. I, I think, I want to say, like, within the first two weeks, um, I started thinking about, like, me coming out there or, or travel plans. So mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to see him again. Okay. So, 
So from the time you met, what, what was the next time? When was the next time that you saw each other? What was the time frame from when you saw each other next? We met in July. No, we didn't see each other again until September. Oh, okay. So you guys definitely had enough time to really build a, a friendship yes. via the phone. Yes. Okay, so I guess you're thankful it was iPhone, so you FaceTime. FaceTime. Okay, because mm-hmm. it was an Android, it probably wouldn't have lasted. Okay, so after establishing a relationship, what did year one teach you about each other? The year one was very good it taught me she's a you know, she's a caring person you know just what i thought a, a caring compassionate good woman strong educated okay uh smart loyal uh you know everything she's a, she's a beautiful person so it just accentuated that what i already okay so year one confirmed you know what you expected out of her like yeah. what you expected to find her yeah okay how about you Kelly? year one for me kind of like let me know that i you know Basically, when he said, like, the same initial things I got, I, I thought, like, of him, it, um, it confirmed it for me. Mm-hmm. Attentive, sweet, um, caring, supportive, funny, so, just confirmed everything I knew. So, year one was basically the honeymoon stage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, with all um, good things, it comes dark clouds, so, um, you know, all relationships be it just friendships or something everlasting everything is always uh, a test of the will to uh, see if you can really make it and withstand it and things of that nature so when did the dark clouds linger longer than expected was there a point in year one where you couldn't weather the bad times caused by the disease <laughs> i think the biggest thing for us was um i guess with the dark cloud was the challenges Was there like frustration with it? Like, what were your feelings with the, the long distance? Because I do feel like men and women like differ with how they react to it. So what was your reaction to the distance? As a woman, you want to know, am I investing so much of my time for nothing? Mm-hmm. Um, is this going to evolve? Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing? I mean, yes, when we see each other, we have a good time. Yes, we talk every day. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, as a woman, you're always thinking about your future and the next You were you were like okay I'm at this age where what we doing and, what we doing? and, and when are we doing it like right I want to know you wanted to know I listen are we <coughs> is this a, a permanent good time mm-hmm. or are we trying to evolve and grow mm-hmm. and because I was very clear with him with what I wanted from John uh-huh. so um, yeah for me it was just the thing is um, he was gonna follow through with my expectations or we could what we had mm-hmm. was conducive to what we to what I wanted so okay and how about for yourself from the male male perspective mm, okay uh, uh, so what's the question <laughs> <laughs> you know just like what what told this distance play on you as far as like what like how did you feel with the distance did you feel the same way she was that you were like listen this is what I want I know what I want and 
like she said, uh, <laughs> we we complete opposites. So I'm not gonna say I was just you know the distance does play uh, what did play uh, a part as far as a, a level of frustration, a level of frustration, but it wasn't the same as her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more uh, fine with status quo of things sometimes. So I did, you know, find myself getting comfortable with uh, our interactions. Okay, you know, we speak every day. Uh, we have great conversations. We visit each other frequently, but uh, the distance was a frustration, but also, you know, it, it really didn't bother me too much uh, like it did her. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of battles uh, you know, to be real straightforward and pushes forward, you know, aggressive, aggressive, and I'm more passive, a little laid back, so, um, but that didn't discount how I felt towards her, it's just, it's just a comfort thing, so. Okay, so if she wasn't as straightforward as she was, do you think that you guys will be doing a long-distance relationship longer than two years? Like, how long do you feel like a long-distance would have um, lasted if she was not as straightforward? Oh, like, was it a point where you were like, she said, this is what it is, and if it's not going to be that, then this is done. Did you see, hear that and, and reflect, like, wow, I don't, I can't lose this person, so we need to figure out what we're going to do to be in one city? Uh, it probably would have would have played out a little longer. I, I'm not sure how long, but I just, uh, I don't know. I know that's a, a, I, I knew it was a big move, a big transition, so. Okay. Uh, so, um, as a woman, I think it's important for you to come to a conclusion together. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I do think you have to put like somewhat pressure on mm-hmm. things, especially if you know your man is kind of like super like go with the flow and can be passive about situations. If you don't voice how you feel and become somewhat vocal, mm-hmm. things can end up like turning into I don't want to say that ever kind of thing, but for a period. Okay, so for, because the whole, uh, my whole premise of why I wanted to do this podcast was definitely to uh, illustrate to the world and people in our age demographic that, you know, um, being 30 plus, you do not have to condemn yourself or you're not forced to stay in toxic relationships because you don't feel like there's love past what your eyes can see. And a lot of times I feel like we don't really pressure ourselves as much as should have when it comes to relationships we don't apply that same pressure we do in our day-to-day life with our goals to our love life so you know with you with the long distance you were adamant about I know what I want this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do to accomplish that so what is like advice you would give to a woman like yourself that found love in um, another place a long distance relationship what advice would you give them as far as like that fear of the long distance I would say communication is key. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't. I think sometimes as women we're scared to ask um, certain questions because mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. want to know the responses. Yeah. And you could you tend to let a man just kind of like play by mm-hmm. his role or his timeline. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to know what you want. Um, you have to define your own life and your own um, your own story of what of how things are gonna play out. So communication is key. I'm a very, uh, not, I wouldn't say aggressive, but we had a conversation very early on on 
what are you looking for? What are you? This and if your guy tells you a good time, there's nothing wrong if that's mm-hmm. where you are right right now. But you do want to face things um, head on and also be open. Mm-hmm. Be open. Um, I never thought I would be in this situation mm-hmm. with someone across the country, but that's just how life plays out. Because when you went on your girl's trip, your goal wasn't to find At someone all. and fall in love. <laughs> so do you guys? So do you guys feel like there is a point in the honeymoon stage um, that it diminished um, more sooner than expected? Like, do you feel like there was a point where you guys were just so comfortable with each other that little things that you do, you you just don't do that much, or little things like buying flowers or the way you go out on dates, like the courting stage? Like, do you feel like you guys still court each other? Uh, I I, I think. That has come up, uh, especially from Miss Tiffany. Uh, mm-hmm. She's, uh, I have received that complaint before that I don't call as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the courting stage is not the same, but you know, uh, I, I, I can I, I, I can see it. But I mean, I, I feel like that comes with time. Okay. It could always revert back. So uh, you know, I don't see it as a big deal. There's no relationship in the world where you know every single. As long as you can get it back and, and, and hit the reset button when need to, you know, I feel like everything's fine. But uh, sometimes Tiffany gets frustrated with those things. He, um, so yeah, he, I do think he got comfortable. I think mm-hmm. in the beginning, men, and not just him, I, I guess it's with all relationships, you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, there's an extra sense of, like, effort. And um, for the, what, what I do appreciate about him, so I mentioned to him that the good morning is beautiful stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like now he feel like he'll just call me when he called me. You yeah. know, like let's just skip that. You mm-hmm. know, but before it was good morning beautiful consistently. Mm-hmm. That's completely out the window. But I did mention it to him and for a while, you know, he did try to get back on track. So for the most part, whenever there's a problem, like one thing I can say is my man does put in the effort to try to bring it back. I mean, he may not always be consistent because it kind of fell off again but, <laughs> but um <laughs> but I guess it is a comfort I guess it is a comfort thing and even me I would um like text them mm-hmm. have a great day babe mm-hmm. da, 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 be productive today and just with comfort so you're you're being on words of affirmation I you're am. being on love I really am That's okay that. let's go um what's that love language I've heard of it. <laughs> so, because you believe in the love language quiz, I do. I okay. think it's I think it's important to know your love language, and mm-hmm. it needs to be compatible with your man. Because if your love language is words of affirmation, and your man never uses, he's not verbal and doesn't like tell you how much he loves you or mm-hmm. what you mean to him, then you're not gonna feel loved by him. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna receive what you need from him. So, if his love language is, um, what's the one where you do like activities? Or you do like um, tasks around the house, act of service, okay. act of service. So let's say his his love language is the act of service or something, and he he's he showing you that he loves you by taking out the garbage or washing mm-hmm. your car. And for you, it's, it's just like that's what a man's supposed to do. Yeah, like 
y'all kind of won't see like eye to eye. So the one thing that I feel like is super, super major when it comes to any relationships, especially in our age demographic, is when uh, both parties have children. So being that you both have children, what was your approach with blending your romantic life and your parenting life? Like, was there an official talk? At what point did you think uh, the talk must have been had? And do you feel that there is a numeric time frame on when the meeting of the children should happen? So um, he was more cautious than me. Mm-hmm. And um, I get it. You do want to be cautious around um, kids because especially with our kids, they're um, they're at the age range where they remember who you are. And hey, oh, my mama had uncle such and such. Mama boyfriend yeah, is the uncle. Not even that to it. Into a mommy, where is such and such? Mm-hmm. Or what, you know, like. You know, you they just they're at that age, but um, I don't think there's a time frame for us. I I did feel like we were dating for a while, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, oh, like, when am I gonna meet your your daughter? And he was more like, I think more um nervous about it. But for me, like um, once I know we're gonna do this, mm-hmm. for me, it, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with it. But um, I wouldn't say there's an exact um like date or you guys been dating for one year or you guys. Been Okay. And how about for you, from the man's perspective? Yeah, no, nah, for me personally, it's definitely not a numeric timeline. I am way more cautious uh, as far as when I introduce people to my daughter. Because I know that that's just another binding thing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I'm, and, I, and that's not good that I think on a pessimistic side sometimes, you know. But I know I've had relationships in the past where I felt like I was pushed to introduce my daughter prematurely well earlier than I would like and then there's a, a bond that's formed there and then you know when things don't work out now it's a whole nother attachment that's so I like to do that in my own timeline and you know it's crazy y'all I always thought women thought like me times 10 mm-hmm. but I noticed no like yeah. Tiffany was way more and I'm not just using Tiffany just uh, exclusively but Tiffany was way more willing for me to meet her son uh, a lot quicker than I was willing for her to meet my daughter. Okay. But I always thought women just sheltered their kids. Like, nah, you can't see my motherfucking kid till, <laughs> goddammit, we are on the altar. Yeah. So, but it wasn't like that. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, uh, that was that was a bit surprising, but, you know. But now that she's met my daughter and I met her son, you know, everything. So as far as the initial meetup, what advice would you give parents that want to um, take that step as far as letting the children meet? What is the ideal place that you feel like is good for that type of meetup? Probably a, a neutral setting, somewhere where the kids can have fun, maybe okay. like a, a Dave Buster's or something. Or a... In their comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. yeah so in their kids' comfort zone. Right. Okay, okay, okay. So just in case the kid get uncomfortable, they can go around there and talk to Yeah. Okay. They ain't got to sit and look at this weird man. <laughs> 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 so were you nervous when you met her son? No, no, I wasn't nervous. Okay. Uh, Cause I had seen him on Facetime a bunch, so he knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I wasn't nervous at all. So what about your daughter meeting her? What were your emotions like? What, how were you feeling with that meetup? Were you like a little like anxiety building up, or were you like super nervous, jittery? I'm not nervous. Uh, in my head, I was just. You know, I was just questioning if I was doing the right thing, you know, like, you know, uh, because I I still could have 
pushed it back a little bit, but I was. Uh, she didn't have her. Right, right. She was right. firm. Right, she was firm. Oh, okay. So I was bending to my baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you I just do. keep helping the wheels get to right. So uh, <laughs> I was still a little tentative on that because I didn't know if it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's fine. Okay. I was nervous if, um, when I met his daughter oh. only because yeah, I think it's different with girls <laughs> with, as girls. a woman because yeah. you know, especially if you know like this person is such a huge part of his life. Mm-hmm. Like, what if this goes wrong? Or just thinking about like, what if this goes because he's an uh, active parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so, um, you know, for everyone that's listening out there, um, Tiffany moved from Miami, and she has now transitioned to her new residence of Chicago, and uh, with the transition of going from thousands of miles, miles across the country, how do you feel, how do you guys feel that now you are finally in the same state and city and city in <laughs> I feel, um, this is it's kind of for real a little bit because you know um, I never thought I would be here. I mean, I never before I met him. I I've never been to Chicago mm-hmm. ever. So um, it's just to me, it's just like it's crazy how life plays out. But I'm more. I think I'm a spontaneous person in the sense of like you have to try things, you have to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't live life with regret. That's kind of like one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to live life with what if. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I'm ready to see what it is now. Because you, at this point in the podcast, she is on day three. I am on day three. three. Day three I, of I being in the same <laughs> city limit of her man. She's day three. Um, and how about you? How do you feel, you know, now that she's here? <laughs> Uh, no, I actually feel good that she's here. Uh, it was a lot of back and forth as mm-hmm. far as uh, her making the transition, as, as far as the terms of it. Uh, uh, we're not going to, you know, act like it was just like a, just a big fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yes, come here. You know, it was a lot of talk about it, a lot of uh, uh, discussion as far as the dynamics of it and all that. But it is, at the, at the end of the day, at face value, it's good to have her here. It's absolutely good to have a close, and uh, it, it is a necessary step to see uh, how we can actually progress. So, uh, and I do commend her for making that move because I wasn't going to Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying like she's not worth me going to Miami. Yeah. I just know I wasn't gonna separate myself from my life here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she made that big step, uh, and I I love her for it. I, I, Commend her. Uh, you know, she put a, a big girl draws on, and we gonna. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We gonna see. We, we just gonna see. But every, every everything was everything. Was okay. Okay. Well, I would definitely keep the Shameless After Thirty uh family out there updated with this beautiful transition. You guys are. You went from thousands of miles apart to now you're about five minutes away. So I'm loving it. So we'll see. Update her. next week. What's next? She you got know? him arrested. <laughs> <laughs> positivity on this podcast we look at everything from a non-biased perspective 
we look at it from every angle and we're understanding of every angle. So thank you guys so much for participating. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. So until next time. Thank you.